We have about 200 castles and chateaus, which are lovely places uh, located in the regions. This is episode 24 of the Travel Podcast. On this episode, Matthew is joined by Katerina, Product Manager for Czech Tourism UK and Ireland. They are covering everything from exploring the country's chateaus and castles and spa regions to city breaks and festivals. There's something for everyone. A reminder about our sponsor, Not Just Travel, where holidays are made even better thanks to their award-winning travel consultants and a new book and relax guarantee to give you that peace of mind when booking your next travel plans. Make sure to check them out at notjusttravel.com. Katrina, thank you very much for joining us today. Can you just give us a bit of a background of what you do with Czech Tourism? Yes, absolutely. Uh, hi, everyone. Um, I'm Katrina from Czech Tourism, and it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you very much for, for this opportunity. Um, uh, it's great to tell you something more. Well, I work for Czech, Czech Tourism, uh, and Czech Tourism promotes the Czech Republic uh, as the idol destination here on the UK and Irish market. And uh, yeah, that's what we do. Uh, promote we are promoting the country and uh, basically telling people why they should uh, come to our country. Perfect. And I've been twice to the Czech Republic. Great times both times. I've been to Bruno. Haven't been to Prague, but I do need to get myself there. So for those who may not know where the Czech Republic is, can you just give us a quick overview of the Czech Republic um, that includes where it's located, how to get there, and the currency? Mm -hmm. Well, the Czech Republic is located in the Central Europe. Uh, The easiest way how to get there is obviously by plane, uh, which is a bit complicated at the moment. But actually, um, the the country is open to UK tourists uh, already. So a few few days ago, there have been some changes and uh, the restrictions have been eased. So uh, UK tourists uh, don't need any tests or they don't need to be in the quarantine if they would decide to go uh, right now. So the planes uh, is the best way how to get there. Um, there are a few international airports. Um, the biggest one is in Prague. Um, then the second one is in Brno, you mentioned, which is a beautiful city in the Moravian uh, part of the country. And the third international airport is also in Ostrava. So that's the third, um, third option how to actually uh, normally fly from from London to the Czech Republic. You can also fly from uh, other cities in England and Scotland as well. Yeah. Wonderful. And so then if we've got some listeners that are from around the world, they can easily come via uh, London or other European destinations. I got there by train. So I know the trains are very good in in the region i flew into um Bratislava and then got the train up to bruno so it was it was a great little trip but it just you know i thought it, i was very impressed with the connectivities of the trains so if people mm-hmm. are looking to do to do that as well if you're looking to get out there as part of a multi-european journey trains getting into the public are great and is it part of the euro mm-hmm. well the currency is uh czech we have czech corona but the country is uh, is in the European Union. So um, in terms of crossing the borders within Europe, there are no problems whatsoever. Uh, trains uh, are actually another great uh, way how to get into the country and how uh, you can see more countries. You mentioned uh, Slovakia, Bratislava. A lot of people do also trips from Austria. Um, so, yeah. Perfect. And... 
I know the Czech Republic from going there myself to Bruno, which was a city break, but it, I went to do uh, a futsal tournament. So I was there with university. And before coming on to this podcast episode, I looked into the country a bit more to, to see what else it has to offer. And I was actually quite surprised in how much, well, not I was surprised is probably the wrong word. I know it's got a lot of history, but how little I knew. I was surprised at how little I knew how much history it had um, from the castles, the chateaus. Uh, yeah, I think people may not think of the Czech Republic for that, from especially from the UK market. They may, you know, from the UK, people may think of uh, some other destinations like um, Trans Pennsylvania for some of the castles or Austria, but maybe not the Czech Republic as much. Could you shed some more light on these castles and chateaus Mm -hmm. that they have around the country? Yeah, well, that's actually very interesting, or that's uh, one of our main topics and how we work with uh, the tourists and visitors and their uh, imagination of the Czech Republic and the associations. So we know that um, tourists from the UK associate Czech Republic with park the most, with beer, and uh, they just want to have fun and go for a um, for a city break, as you mentioned. So um, Prague is beautiful. Um, it's a beautiful city, but in order to help um, the country uh, in terms of more sustainability, sustainable tourism, and to spread the people outside of um, outside of Prague, outside of the big cities, we are promoting the regions and the castles and chateaus, which is actually our main marketing theme for 2020, and. Um, we have about 200 castles and chateaus, which are lovely places uh, located in the regions. And uh, about 14, 13 of them are, um, I would say, the best the best place where to go. Some of them are in the UNESCO um, certification as well. So they can help you to, you know, like the, to navigate around the, around the regions and around the country, which way to go. But basically, which in every direction you go, you'll reach a very beautiful uh, preserved castle, which is very, very well maintained and ready for, for uh, tourists. Amazing. And with the with the castles, you mentioned you've got over 200, which is stunning amount of, of, of castles and chateaus in, in one destination. And of that, you mentioned you could pretty much go in any direction and you will be able to find one. Do you have guides where people can see and, and they can plan a journey around going to see the castles? And also, how would they get it? How is best to get out and see them? Is it renting a car, by train? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it depends a lot uh, how much time do you have. Um, a lot of people do like day trips outside of Prague. So they would go to Prague, see the beautiful city. And then you can do like a uh, just one day trip outside of Prague and you can still stay in Prague and go by car. You can buy by bus or by train. You can go to Kutná Hora or any other cities which are in, still in the central central uh, region around Prague. But if you have more time, I would really recommend to go outside of Prague, leave Prague behind and spend a few days uh, in, the, in the countryside. You can, for example, go to Brno, um, to the eastern part of uh, the country. Uh, and if you would go by car, you can reach Zelená Hora Castle, which is on the halfway. And there are many, many more. And you, will, you can reach Brno and stay in Brno and do day trips around the area, around Brno. Uh, there are in, in other, um, in other great opportunities what to, what to see and what to do there. 
And, and one of my favorites when I was doing my little bit of research on the castles is, uh, I may mispronounce this, I do apologize in advance, uh, Lockett Castle. Lockett, Lockett, well, yeah, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's absolutely stunning. And so I'll definitely be, that'll be one of mine that I definitely want to get out to, but it's, it looks like it's embedded within a hillside, not, I was about to say mm-hmm. a mountain, but it's not mm-hmm. that high up, but, but just absolutely stunning, which I think is, when you think of a castle, you, these are, this is a sort of um, outlook of what you think it, one would look like. It, having that building come out from the rocks is, is mm-hmm. beautiful. If you're not, if you're listening, um, Google Lockett Castle, it's L-O-K-E-T Castle and the Czech Republic, and you'll know what I'm talking about then, but yeah. Very impressed by that one. And, yeah, well, um, go on, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, well, I just wanted to mention that it's great when you when you visit a Czech castle, uh, you would usually go up on the hill, or they used to build them on the hills because of security security reasons. And there is a lovely countryside around it, so you can do uh, a, a bit of hiking. You can even cycle to the castle. Um, usually, there are forests uh, around the castle um, because the uh, the people who live there would, um, you know, would go hunting. And um, it was, I don't know, like queens and uh, princesses, and these these are kind of royalty, so they would use the uh, area uh, as well for for their free time. So yeah, and and another one that I think is is done, which is um, at the head of two river, like where it looks like the river split, which is uh, Zikov Castle. I'm definitely mm-hmm. think I mispronounced that one. Zikov, Zikov, Zikov. Yeah. yeah, that is absolutely st- the location of this one is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, it actually depends on your taste as well, because the history, as you mentioned, is quite long. And we have um, these castles you mentioned, I would describe them maybe as like a fortress or not like the proper chateau. Maybe you would uh, imagine here in England on, or, or France. But we all have like these type of castles, so it really depends if you uh, like prefer Renaissance, Baroque, Gothic uh, architecture. Each of these styles can be actually found um, in the country. So it really depends on on the taste and what you are looking for. So you mentioned there's a lot of history, culture going on in in the country. What sort of Czech traditions could people experience when they're traveling around or even in the cities? Yeah, well, well, the Czech traditions, that's another uh, interesting topic. We've been working for a few years um, and uh, there are a lot of traditions you can experience uh, once you go outside of Prague. So uh, it depends if you're looking for gastronomy or if you're looking for events, if you are looking for uh, museums where you can find a lot of um, um, old traditions, how people used to used to um, cook, uh, how they used to live. Um, so I would really recommend to go uh, in the regions and talk to the people, uh, visit the regional events, uh, and see see uh, the region itself. Perfect. And if, like you mentioned, a lot of people go, they'll go to base themselves out of the city, especially somewhere like Prague. Do you have any recommendations within Prague of really getting to know the city and also the Czech culture? Mm-hmm. 
well, practice, uh, that's, that's the, the easy, easy one. Um, yeah, well, there are, there are the great, the great, um, sites like Prague Castle and Charles Bridge, which would take you about one to two days. Um, but, uh, I would also recommend to go outside of the very city center, outside of the old town, uh, to the, to the quarters, which are around Prague, for example, Karlin or Hishkov. These two districts are um, great to visit uh, day day and night as well. Uh, Karlin is a is a quarter which is close to the Vltava River, and it was hit uh, very heavily by floods. Um, I would think it was about fifteen years ago. Um, so it's actually built. Newly rebuilt, and it's beautiful at the moment. There are a lot of bars and cafes. Uh, you can see the um, sort of hipster um, atmosphere. There are a lot of breweries, microbreweries, uh, where you can sit uh, in the garden and just have a uh, have a sip of a fresh beer. On the other hand, Shishkov, uh, you, you can you can walk easily from Karlin to Shishkov. Uh, you'll get there by in, in 20 minutes. Shishkov is a, an area, an area uh, known for uh, concerts. So if you like any type of music, rock music, uh, folk music, there are great uh, bars and great um, venues, venues for concerts. So uh, any type of art is there. So that would be something something different than than Charles Bridge and then uh, the Prague Castle, but not, yeah. The State Opera looks mm-hmm. an, an amazing venue if, I mean, uh, I went to an opera in Verona, which was, again, mainly just to get the experience and, and go into the opera house. And I find it's stunning architecture all, all around Prague. But I think that's one of the draws for a lot of people. Like you mentioned, it's the the architecture of Prague and the old town, but also there's a lot going on. There's a, obviously, like you said, a lot of people from England or the UK will go there for um, some of the breweries, but also I think it's a very walkable city um, to mm-hmm. be in, being able to explore. And for people looking to stay there, how long would you say would be the length? Is it like 48 hours? Um, or would you say normally three days and one of those days you would look to get out and explore uh, the surrounding countryside? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I would say two days. Two days would be like maximum two to three days. You can also uh, do Prague in one day. It really depends on your um, on your taste. Um, if you like just to s- stroll around and uh, have a beer there and just, uh, you know, uh, walk to another um, attraction in like 30 minutes and then uh, have, have a coffee there. Uh, you can do this in, in three days, but you can also do it like very quickly. Um, it's, as you mentioned, you can very easily walk around the city and the public transport is, uh, is perfect as well. So you can hop on a tram and be uh, at the Prague Castle in, in 15 minutes from from the area uh, from the Charles Bridge, let's say, and you can also use the the metro, which is a uh, which has a great connections. So it really uh, depends, but yeah, from one to two three days. And from that, I know we, we we've been talking about the sh- the castles and the chateaus, and it really does look like a an amazing country to actually get out and explore so i'm thinking you essentially you would look at you could do fly into prague maybe spend a day or two and then get out into the different czech regions so if we go into those regions so if someone's looking 
to get out and explore the sort of culturally. So going and visiting the UNESCO sites, industrial heritage, what regions would they go to in the Czech Republic? Uh, so again, it's it's a lot of things. Uh, a lot of things. UNESCO sites would be for for the people who love history and who uh, want to know more about the history and about the historical characters. Um, they can take a tour guide in the castles. Uh, we have also a lot of industrial heritage uh, attractions uh, where I could mention Škoda Cars, for example, which is a known uh, world known uh, factory. And the museum is in Mladá Boleslav, which is about 40 minutes from Prague by, by car. And it has a great museum. So if people are interested in uh, industrial heritage, Škoda cars. Um, also, the city Ostrava uh, in the eastern part of Moravia, quite far from Prague. Um, but it used to be mines. And it, it's now a great landscape uh area with a lot of industrial heritage so that, that's another uh that's another great place uh, there is a great musical festival uh, by the way as well um we also mentioned beer so when talking about culture um i can't forget about beer the west uh, region where the person urquell is located the the famous um Beer, beer, beer factory and brewery. So West Bohemia would be perfect, and also South Bohemia, where the Czech Budějovice Budweiser Budvar is. So these would be tips. The original uh, Budweiser, the the real Budweiser. I love that. Yeah, the real one. Yeah, the, the real, real one. one. Yeah, it tastes really nice. And that'd be somewhere I'd definitely get myself to. And with that, obviously, you said is. A lot of people will think of Prague and they go there for the beer, but there are a lot of the major traditional breweries are actually outside of that area. Is there scope to do, people could do a, a tour of the Czech Republic, taking in obviously a lot of the nice historical sites, but also taking in these historical breweries? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the, the breweries, it, it's been a huge boom um, in past few years. So I think every region uh, you would go has a local small brewery. Uh, and it, again, depends on your taste. Uh, usual, like the usual Czech beer would be a lager. So uh, almost all of them uh, do lagers, um, but also another another type of, of, of beers. And, and uh, yeah, and wine. I also wanted to mention wine, which a lot of people don't know about, that they would... Um, they would uh, drink a wine in the Czech Republic, but the Prague and Pilsen area, or the West Bohemian region, is uh, connected with Prague. But the uh, eastern part, the Moravia, uh, we grow a beautiful white wine. So that's another another great way how to explore the region, go cycling, and see the wine cellars. Uh, and, and are they able to do it stop and sample in these uh, in the wine cellars or mm -hmm. wine wineries? Yeah, yeah. there are uh, actually all of the wine cellars are run by family owners who are very happy to welcome the tourists and they would uh, do tastings and they would play the traditional music uh, and sing. They are very friendly. Like people in in the Moravia are, I would say, much more friendly than than in Prague. Prague is like a very busy city, very nice to tourists. But if you go to Moravia and east, uh, the eastern part, you will experience like a you know a different a different world. Ah, sounds 
wonderful and very idyllic getting out on a bicycle cycling around going to different uh, wineries and meeting the locals amazing and on that it's also that's, for me it's a, that's a little bit of an adventure uh is there much for those who've got a bit of adrenaline junkies that are listening and it sort of activities or ventures they could get off to so whether it be from golf cycling hiking um whitewater rafting mm-hmm. yeah well the country is uh, surrounded by mountains um the mountains are not so high it's not uh, alps it's not switzerland or austria the highest peak is in krkonoše in the north of bohemia it's about 1600 uh, meters so that's that's the highest peak and in terms of adrenaline, um, you can you can go skiing during the winter, or you can go hiking uh, during the summer. You can also go cycling, as I mentioned. And uh, speaking of adrenaline, I would recommend a single track, which has been a big big boom in the past few years. Um, these are trails in the woods, in the forests, uh, for people who like to do uh, more adrenaline stuff for example Yeseniki which is a great area also in the in the Moravia um, lovely region where is uh, one of the single tracks Rychavské stezky it's quite hard to pronounce it but um, it's actually close to a very nice spa as well Spice so this is a very lovely region uh, and they say it's there is the cleanest air in the Czech Republic so you can go to, to the spa region and do the uh, adrenaline thing while while uh, being on a single track and have a, have a great time it's a bit uh, more difficult to get there uh, I would definitely recommend to drive um, the, the uh, journey would take about like three hours from Prague but it's really worth it now i won't try and pronounce it because if you struggle to pronounce it i've no <laughs> chance uh, but you mentioned that it's great for spas there so is it is it a place where you can go out do your hikes uh your, your walks you know potentially in cycling on the tracks as well and then you go back to the hotel or where you're staying and you can enjoy a nice spa and mm-hmm. uh, wellness well uh, Czech Republic has great spa um, conditions we have um, it's a total like a, it's a system it's a very important system in the Czech Republic uh, Czech uh, Czechs love to go to a spa um, and it's based on natural resources we have mineral water we have gas uh, we have the climate as well and the mineral water is either cold or warm springs so you can either drink it or you can take a bath uh, we also have mud, like peat, uh, which can help you to cure uh, any kinds of uh, illnesses. So it's like a really big thing in the Czech Republic. And a lot of tourists also go to um, to a spa. But you can you can either do um, like a three day at a, at a spa, just like a wellness. You can enjoy like um, some hiking and cycling and then uh, go for a mineral bath while drinking the, the mineral water or you can also do like the medical stay which would usually be about three weeks and you would have an appointment before uh, you would see a doctor uh, and you would discuss with him what your problems are and what would you need to help with and then you would have like three weeks stay in a spa which is quite it's not as easy as it sounds 
uh, the people have a pretty tight schedule. They get up in the mornings and they have like a one procedure, then another one, you know, like the, the whole day of procedures. You have a proper diet as well. And after three weeks, you will feel like you are reborn and you will have another appointment with the doctor and then you are like a new uh, person. <laughs> I feel like this is me after lockdown. I've, I've got the Tom Hanks castaway look going on. Um, I now need to get out to the Czech Republic and have my three-week cleanse and, and get back rejuvenated once once we're once we're able to. Uh, sounds sounds very well. I assume it's quite hard, but very worthwhile. But where in the Czech Republic would people go? Maybe not for for the whole three weeks, but if they are looking to go for a couple of days or go to the spa, is there a certain region of the Czech Republic, or like you said, it's just it is something that's embedded within the culture? They're everywhere. Uh-huh. Uh, well, there are about 30 spas, but I would recommend to go to the West Bohemia, uh, Karlovy Vary region. The Karlovy Vary is the most visited spa town in, in the Czech Republic. Um, it's uh, quite popular among German tourists and some Russian tourists as well. So it would be Karlovy Vary, Mariánské Lázně, that's the second town, and Františkové Lázně, the third town. And these three are called like a spa triangle and they are loco- located in the west uh, part of Bohemia, quite reachable from Prague. You can uh, take a train um, or by, uh, by car. It would take you roughly two, two hours. And it has a great atmosphere of a proper Czech spa town with this unique uh, architecture and the fountains with the mineral water. So you can stroll um on the promenade and drink the mineral water uh and it's actually quite close to golf courses as well which might be a nice um nice um another activity to connect it with with uh, some golfing um there are a lot of golf courses in the west west part of the country i mean it's it's golf just i know there's a lot of people would enjoy a good golf uh weekend away is it across the again in certain regions or get can people go to prague or bruno and then go and play golf and then enjoy the city the city themselves well you can actually play golf uh in prague uh there are some golf courses in, in the outskirts of um and uh, we have about 25 resorts uh located around the country so um then it also depends on your taste um and on your um yeah what, what would you prefer and maybe i would recommend it to like join it with uh, the attractions and then once you are in the region you can you can golf you, you can go we can go golfing yeah and moving on to, I know earlier you mentioned that when you're out and exploring, there's quite a lot of uh, cultural events that happen around the country. Are there any main events that happen that people should be, listeners should be aware of? So from food festivals, music, anything like that, attraction? Well, regarding the uh, festivals, I would really recommend a festival which is called Colors, and it takes place every year in July. Uh, unfortunately, this year it's not it's not going on, but um, it takes every uh, every year in July. It's located in Ostrava, the third biggest city I've mentioned, uh, with the direct flights from London, uh, in this uh, beautiful industrial uh, area. 
and it's very popular uh, among Czechs uh, and among uh, tourists also from Poland, uh, the neighboring country from Germany. A lot of people from Central Europe go there every year and it's a huge, huge festival um, taking place about four, five days full of um, music, theaters uh a lot of a lot of uh is is uh, is going on there this year there are supposed to be the killers from the united states and lp so really um big names and um every year it's a it's a really um great place where to go so that would be music um this would be like there are any type of music but mostly pop rock folk and, and so on uh for classical um music festival uh lovers i would recommend prague spring which takes place every year and it's a beautiful event in prague uh it's usually sold many many months before and you also mentioned uh, food festivals which is a a uh, very popular type of event as well. We have these, they are called the garden food festivals and they are taking place throughout the year in the Czech regions. So um, it's a great place for any type of food with beer and wine. So a lot of, a lot of going on. And also the Prague Pride, uh, which is another great thing uh, taking place uh, in August in Prague. And this year it will it will go on, but with some restrictions. It will not be as big as, as normal. And uh, is there a, a site that people can find? So do you have a Czech tourism site where people will be able to find all this information, especially with regards to the food festivals that are go on around the country? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can you can go on visit Czechrepublic.com where you can find everything which has been reg- uh, updated regularly so the events should be there as well and Perfect. the main and the main products we mentioned the active tourism medical tourism and golf and so on and obviously there's so much to do so much more than i thought there was to do especially with the spas that sound amazing and and also that colors musical musical colors music festival mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. look and i was just looking out that looks that looks brilliant with regards to those looking to visit if you're looking to visit a city you did mention obviously somewhere like prague or bruno you would recommend maybe doing one or you know like two 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 days two three days there um how long do you recommend if someone is looking to explore the region and, and get a few different do a few different things mm-hmm. well you can do uh three three days to five days there is still a lot of um to explore so um yeah you can you can basically do anything um but the country is quite small. So, for example, uh, we, we've been talking a lot about Brno. Um, from Prague to Brno, you can, the easiest way how to get there is to take a train uh, and you will be there in two hours. Uh, and you are basically on the other uh, side of the country. So quite fast and you can explore the area, uh, the eastern uh, part, uh, part of the country. So it's not, uh, I think it's, if you would go, if you would like to go everywhere, if you have a week, I think that would be pretty, pretty much a lot of time to see the main highlights for that. Yeah. Perfect. So for those who really want to get out and see a lot, 
uh, well, see the main highlights a week is a great, uh, mm-hmm. a great length yeah. of time to be there. And would you recommend it could be either buy a train or rent a car? Um, well, I would recommend a combination. Uh, I think the best way would be uh, you can either stay in Prague and do the day trips uh, and rent a car in Prague and do the tri- do the day trips around Prague, and then you can take a train, go to Brno, and then hire a car in Brno. Uh, because around Brno, uh, the buses and trains are also working, but I would uh, stick with the car in that region because you would be more free and you would have more uh, opportunities to what to see and uh, you wouldn't have to depend on the public transport. So uh, I think the combination is is the best uh, trains and, and car. And for those who might be a bit nervous driving in a different country, what is it? What? Is it like driving in the Czech Republic? Is it are the roads very busy, or once you get out of the cities, uh, there's not uh-huh. as much traffic? Well, Prague uh, can be sometimes a nightmare, but once you get out of the Prague, uh, it's usually okay. People are, um, yeah, there are there are no, no no problems. I would say the, the challenge is sometimes the the journey from Prague to Brno because it's a uh, it's a highway, and they've been working on on it for past, I don't know, ten years, and seems like it's never ending. So um, that would be the only uh, challenge I I would say would have to be ready for to spend there maybe three hours and you can get stuck in there. So that's why I would recommend a car. But you can also people like drive it every day as well. So yeah. Just before we wrap up, can you give me? some of your recommendations of must-dos when someone is in Prague, someone is exploring the country? Uh-huh. Well, in Prague, I would really recommend to go uh, to the Zhishkov Quarter uh, to just go for a concert uh, with, with the locals, to, to see how the locals live, um, to talk to the local people, uh, to try uh, local cuisine. You know, not to go um, to McDonald's or, or KFC uh, and not to go uh, to the restaurants which are located uh, at Wenceslas Square. Just go somewhere else, go to the outskirts and find any local pub uh, or any local club and just go there and have fun. Uh, which might be a bit uh, hard when you are in Prague because it's still, it's the capital and, um, you know, the the city is used to tourists. So then I would really recommend to go, as you mentioned, to Brno or to any other smaller, smaller town and to just uh, feel the place and see uh, and, and go go anywhere you would like to go and just try things you wouldn't normally try because that's, that's uh, I think, the best what you can do, how actually how you can actually um, get to know the, the destination and how you can understand, understand it, yeah. Is, before we finish, is there anything else you'd like to, to mention with regards to anyone looking to visit the Czech Republic? <laughs> Um, maybe in terms of uh, a lot of people asks how it is with uh, English and how it is uh, for people when when you would when they would go outside of regions. Um, 
you know how how people are ready for the tourists uh, and so on so um english is quite you know you wouldn't have problems in in prague or in brno in in those uh, big cities once you once you go to the regions there might be some difficulties but um uh, people would usually like older people would speak german or maybe a little bit russians but um Like people, the the younger people speak English very well. Um, they they have uh, been taught at school, so there are no no problems. So I would say um, it, it's it, it's all right. People just need to be uh, maybe sometimes a, a bit patient. And in terms of the uh, actual uh, situation, uh, the the pandemic situation, uh, the the tourism attractions, everything has opened actually about a month ago. So the country is is ready for uh, for the tourists to come back. And uh, if if I should mention any positive things. I would say that a lot of hotels and restaurants are very are working on the hygienic uh, hygienic rates very hard. So uh, I think everyone is is uh, ready to welcome the tourists, and uh, I really believe that it it will get um, to a better condition than it used to be before. Because a lot of hoteliers and, and restaurants they have to change the way how they uh, clean um, the venues and properties. So everything uh, will be in much better order, I think. Well, that's great news. It's great that everyone, again, like you're saying, through this is, is coming together to really drive out of the other side. So thank you very much for joining us today, Katrina. And thank you for shedding some light on th many things people would not have associated with the Czech Republic and hopefully have ticked or, or inspired some of the listeners to get out and explore, especially some of those um, spa spa breaks and wellness days. That is something a lot of people coming out of lockdown will be looking to enjoy. Um, but it sounds absolutely stunning. And I would just like to say a big thank you. So thank you for joining us. Well, thank you very much, Matthew, for, for having me and for having the opportunity to tell you uh, all about uh, my, my lovely country. The Travel Podcast is sponsored by Not Just Travel, where it's not just travel, it's a way of life. We hope you liked this podcast. And if you did, please tell your friends, but also take a moment to rate us on iTunes as it helps spread the word. Thanks for listening.